This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Welcome, beloveds of God, you on whom the eye of our amazing God is set, you for whom Jesus spent everything and won everything that he might have you for himself. You remember, friends, that Christianity is a love affair. It's a sacred romance with the ageless romancer himself. And loving Jesus is the fuel that makes our hearts burn with holy fire and passion. The more we know him as he truly is, the more we love him and the more like him we become. You remember 1 John 3, 2, for we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Friends, as you know, I love to have guests on this podcast who can share from the rich treasures of their intimacy with Jesus and help us, inspire us to walk more deeply with him. Today is no different. In fact, I've been looking forward to having today's guest on for many, many months. She's a woman I've been learning from for the past four years, though she hasn't known that. First from her book, Ecclesia Rising, and then everything else I could get my hands on or listen to of hers. And my relationship with Jesus has been profoundly impacted. My guest today is Liz Wright. Welcome, Liz. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be with you. I'm excited <laughs> about this conversation too. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. I am so honored to spend this time with you. Truly, truly. Let me read a little bit of your bio just to first help the listeners get acquainted with just a tiny little bit. I'll read this. Yeah. Based in the UK, Liz Wright is an international best selling author, speaker, host of the Charisma podcast show, Live Your Best Life with Liz Wright and the CEO and founder of the International Mentoring Community. Liz's life changed forever in 1995 with a physical visitation from Jesus Christ. Since that time, she has helped millions around the world to know the heart of God and experience his life-transforming love for themselves. She says that your authentic life lived out in the secret place will produce your highest purpose. That is so good. <laughs> so good and so true. So um, again, I'm personally so happy to have this time with you. When I first discovered your ministry, I felt like I had been introduced to a long lost soul sister. Mm. Honestly, our hearts and our ministries are aligned. And I will tell you that I have loved you from my first encounter with your work. So this feels like a great gift to me. And I know it will be to my listeners as well. Wow, gosh, thank you so much. So much. I can feel it. Actually, I can feel the connection between us in the spirit. I can feel that, that you know, that our hearts are so similar. Good, so, yeah, good. Yeah, very special to hear that. I feel very honored. Oh, um, would you honor us by telling us a little bit of your story, um, a little unpacking? Were you a Christian from childhood or when did you fall in love with Jesus? 
Um, I wasn't a Christian in childhood. I was not from a, a church background. I was from um, a difficult childhood, you know, in mm. many respects. I was very loved, but my mum struggled with serious mental illness. Mm. And so my parents got divorced. I mean, they did the best they could, but mm -hmm. not understanding what mum was dealing with, you know, in the yes. end, it resulted in a breakdown of their marriage. So I was very young when they divorced. Oh, and so I became very needy, you know, as a, as I was growing up, just trying to find somebody that would take care of me, you know, trying trying to find a dad really that would just take yes. the pressure off because the need in me pushed me into making really, you know, bad choices and getting involved in wrong relationships and just compromising in life to try to survive. Mm -hmm. And I I ended up fast forwarding a lot of story but I ended up in um in an abusive marriage didn't have any life experience to correctly discern you know what was what my ex-husband was dealing with mm. I just I didn't see the addictions and the ways his pain pushed him into making choices you know where he was trying to numb the pain in the way that he what was available to him in his life at that point and so both of us were very very need driven and we hurtled mm. into a relationship that neither of us had the maturity to deal with at all mm. you know it was just need-driven choices and so in that I I was very naive you know I and I just thought with enough love we would get through mm -hmm. anyway the long and the short of it is that in the middle of all of that I ended up clinically depressed I was afraid of mental illness because I'd watched my mum have nervous breakdowns mm. during my life and so even though she was she was wonderful, you know, she was a wonderful, wonderful, kind woman. She had this struggle, and so of course I'd seen as a child growing up, mum going in and out of hospital and struggling with behaviours and depression and just trauma, you know, presenting mm -hmm. itself in. But at that time, there was very little language, and certainly right. as a child, we didn't understand this field, you know, the way the way I do now and the way we do now in the world of psychology, but. At the time, there was very little language and understanding. So, of course, from a very early age, I had moved into a position where I was quite largely emotionally responsible for mum. You know, mm. I took on that burden of responsibility, you know, at a very early age. So there was inverse parental responsibility. Anyway, so in the in the middle of all of the pain and all of the trying to survive and, um, you know, now being in this very, very difficult marriage, beginning to slide myself into depression and, you know, trying to slam the brakes on internally, of you know, moving into, you know, mental health issues myself. Yes, yes. Um, I cried out a desperate prayer and I just mm. said, God, God, if you'll real help me, because I was didn't know anything. I was not spiritual. Mm -hmm. I just was desperate. I reached a point where I knew that if I didn't, if something didn't happen, I would break down. I would also end up in a similar life to what, how I'd seen my mum, you know, what had happened to her. Anyway, so cried out this desperate prayer that night, went to sleep, woke up the following morning, and I had been completely baptized in Holy Spirit. I was filled with Holy Spirit, didn't have any language, didn't know what had happened to me. <laughs> other than literally I'd been filled with Holy Spirit I'd been healed of clinical depression and I was set like my heart had been set on course and I, I was com 
absolutely driven by the desire to study the truth about the resurrection. Mm. So again, just fast forwarding really quickly. So that happened. My life transformed in a moment. I was spiritually awake, but with no language, no culture, no church friends, like didn't know what was going on with me. And Holy Spirit was just tutoring me directly. Fast forwarding. That was May 94, January the 20th, 95. I had during that time realized through all my studying, I studied everything I'd get my hands on to try to discover the truth about the resurrection because that was all Holy Spirit just put that inside me. I knew it was real. And I, during that time, I said a prayer and I just said, God, I, I know this is all real. And Jesus, somewhere you're alive and I want to meet you. So it's just so childlike in it. So, so literal, That's you know. So beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so, so beautiful. One, one life to another. So literally January 20th, 1995 was where absolutely my life went from one life to the next, to a completely new life. I was in the Seychelles on holiday. I was in a hotel room and I was struggling with an internal reaction of anger towards my ex-husband, which would have resulted in conflict usually. So I was trying to suppress that not healthy thing to do I was trying to you know just squish it down instead of regulating it just you know and I just said God take it and as I said take it meaning take the anger Jesus physically was standing in front of me so I literally went from one way of life to in that moment seeing the living God standing in front of me Oh my goodness. That, that's and, when I fell in love with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would do it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm just so curious. You know, I long, I know so many people long for that themselves. And I imagine what my response would be. What, what was your response in that moment? Like, did you fall on the ground? Did you reach out and take his hand? Like what, what did, what happened for you? He, I was, because he was physically there. Yes. Um, I was in the first split seconds, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And he reached out his hands to me straight away. And he said to me, come with me, always come and rest with me a while. And I, I could feel this immense, perfect, consuming love beginning to move oh. into me in waves and so I it gave me the courage to look at him because in the first split seconds when I felt terror like really the awe and the terror of it I was also very aware just for split seconds of my life the the uncleanness the choices the trauma the mess it was just for a split second mm -hmm. but it was there and I felt ashamed and I looked away and then the he had, he was glowing like a, an iridescent glow coming off his skin and his eyes were full of light and they were dark, dark, dark brown and full of light and the light was moving out of his eyes and it was coming off him in waves and it was pure love. It was who he is, just this like torrent of fiery love and it moved through me in wave after wave after wave after wave so far that I, it was like being one at the same time washed and healed and cleansed of all the fractured numb broken emotions that I, the state i was in 
was being bathed, mm-hmm. bathed in mm-hmm. unconditional perfect love. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as that was happening, I started to feel loved like I've never felt it in my life, totally accepted. So all mm-hmm. the fear left and I reached out to his outstretched hands and I took hold of his hands and we went up on a hill and so I was just crying and sobbing and exhilarated and being healed and transformed and purified literally washed and so yeah so that's how it began and my whole heart my whole being fell in love with him responded to the love and became absolutely consumed and obsessed and I knew he's the truth he's gone yes he's risen yes. it's real this is yes. who we are we're a new creation the whole gospel is absolutely real and that yeah and so and everything that had been my history that the record of trauma everything that was in me to my all my life to that point it was it was gone it was completely washed and purified in his love mm-hmm. and there was no mm-hmm. condemnation he mm. never talked to me about my sin. He there, was there you nothing. go. Just freedom and love. Yes. A couple things there. I mean, that's enough to ponder and relish. A couple things you said, um, you responded to him. I think yeah. that's everything. We res- we respond. We don't and it and it doesn't happen that we have to drum it up. It's a natural response to his love. It just right. when you are loved like that, you love him back. That's yeah. that's it. And I want to encourage those that are listening right now that have not experienced a physical Jesus coming in physical right there for him, that it's still true that it's in his presence that he heals us. And that is available to all of us, all of us and more. I'm not saying having them come physically isn't available. We could ask for that. And, but this isn't out of reach. His right. love changing us transforming us that's he's all about that and i love that you highlighted that he didn't speak to you about your sin we we sometimes think that romans 8 1 is therefore there is only a little bit of condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and that's not what it says there is no condemnation which is just only him it's crazy may that sink into our hearts you know what i'd love to do I'd love to bounce back and forth just what you love about him. And I'll say it too, just for some qualities, because this will inspire. And those that are listening, just you do it too. Just what are some qualities that you love about Jesus? His kindness. Yes. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. His gentleness. Yeah. Mm. His gentleness, his kindness, his goodness. That when you're with him, you are transformed. When you tune, you know, you tune your conscious awareness into the reality of our oneness with him now, that his spirit, he's within us, you know, and he's accessible all the time. Yes, yes. As you, the moment you are reaware of his presence, he just starts to fill you with his love again and his kindness, yes. his compassion, and he's always there for you and he's completely loyal and he's completely loyal yes and his fierce intention yeah like it's we we're never out of his mind he's never gonna yeah that you said he's never going away 
we yeah. are the intent of his heart. Yeah, yeah, always. Always. Something that you write about, Liz, is living in a posture of rest, yeah. of, of sitting down on the inside. Can you say a little bit more about what you mean by that? Yeah, that was the first thing that Jesus said to me come with mm. me, always come and rest with me a while. And it's taken mm. me, I mean, this was decades ago now, you know, Yes, it, I'm still learning that all the time. Um, but he, he over and over and over, Jesus has taught me that this is the internal seat. The internal seat of rest is where we are in that state where the, like the scripture says, be still and know, or be still and experience that he is God. So, uh, and the Prince of Peace, crushes satan under our feet so he's over and over taught me that as i protect my connection with him and i protect my internal peace it's there that i will discern correctly i will see life through the lens of his heart you know mm. i will be i will remain aware of who i am in union with now of the union that we have within the oneness that is we live and move and have our being within him you know immersed in his spirit so it's there I I get his mind and his heart on a matter. It's there I rule from from that seat of rest I, because I know the one who is government and I and he is for me and I'm re freshly attuned all the time to the truth that you know the one who is creator is within me right now and wants to redeem that situation right now. And also that peace is a powerful weapon in our arsenal you know because peace is a person like yes you know i just quoted said he crushes satan the god of peace the prince of peace crushes satan under our feet he detaches us from the chaos and the drama and the abuse of the realm of darkness and so, and of course you know it, when we're in that place of peace we are we are investing into our overall health our overall well-being because we have all of the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin and all the, the good chemicals biochemistry that's that now flooding through us and healing us while we're in rest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit, but it's been the, the main consistent theme all the way through my life is since coming to know Jesus is to live from a place of rest. It is the most powerful internal posture we can have. So, if you come away with nothing else, come away with that, friends. It's yeah. not about striving. It's about sinking in, resting in this amazing king. I would love to read just a little bit from Ecclesia Rising. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is um this is your first book, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He wants to reveal to us the deeper things of his heart healing and maturing us as he keeps us in awe and enthralled by the beauty and majesty of who he is. He wants our hearts overflowing with hope as the reality of who we really are begins to explode within us, providing us with an undefeatable strength and excited expectation for our future. As we are transformed by his love, we begin to express our true nature discovering that holiness is our original design yes i love so much about that <laughs> it's the <laughs> truth it is the truth and yeah. not a lot of people talk about holiness being our original design that the original glory 
is what comes first. Yeah. So what I would love, what would you love the church to do? The body of Christ? How do you see her meant to be living out this role that she has been given yeah. by God? Such a great question. Um, I would like to see, and I serve the bride to help release her into this experience. I would like to see us come completely free of the deception of separation. Yeah. Oof, holy, Oof, holy, so would Holy Spirit. That's what he's doing so that we can live in the freedom and the bliss of being able to enjoy our relationship with Jesus. You know, we are the dream, as you know, we are mm. the dream of God's heart before the foundation of the earth. He had a dream and is called us. You know, we are, we were the joy that was set before him as he endured the agony of the cross. We are his dream to have a people, a bride, his counterparts. Mind blowing, isn't it? So I want to see every one of our hearts experience this truth, not just know it theologically, but actually experience the exhilarating love affair that we now have with Jesus. That is what he died to give to each one of us. And for the, the deception of separation is the way that the enemy is able to traffic into our life. When that deception is broken and we realize we can never be separate from our creator, we are not separate from him. His spirit's indwelling us. There is no power in existence able to override God's decision to indwell each one of us. When we realize that and that and it was love that held the nails in place on the cross, mm. you know, it was mm. love that compelled mm. him. Mm -hmm. When our hearts start to truly come alive in that, we begin to take opposition and co-reign with him, confident that of what he did at the cross when he took back the keys, he took back authority that he had bestowed upon Adam and Eve that was lost through the deception that's now been restored to us, that actually the governance of this planet is our privilege. In partnership with Jesus, he wants the partnership, you know, the Edenic covenant. His original desi desire was partnership, relationship, and every yes. fruitfulness out of union, out of our love relationship with him, and to live consumed. It's a long answer, right? But to live no, consumed. No, it's so good. In love with him, just living in love with God in and enjoying him. him. Yeah. Yes, yes. So gospel. for those, it is, it's, so, it's, it's better than you thought, you guys. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, and we're waking up now to realize this. Thank you, yes. Jesus. But the invitation is the union yeah. to have our lives interwoven. So for those that are listening right now that are, are hungry for this, don't know it, what would you suggest to them to help them begin to align themselves with Holy Spirit so that they can know him better, experience yeah. him more. Yeah, there are some f amazing keys that particularly Paul gives us in the scriptures. I love that. I love Pauline theology and just spending time in the word of God, but realizing afresh that the word of God is alive and active. It's a doorway through which we experience the one who authored it and get to experience the intention of his heart that he held as he had that truth scribed for us that you know so it's the whole thing is a doorway and i i always give simple keys to people like 
Ephesians 4, 23 and 24 in the Passion Translation of the Bible. And it says we are changed by every unfolding revelation. We are transformed as we embrace the glorious Christ within and live in union with him. And somewhere else in the scripture, it says, you know, that we can experience the same relationship with the Father, the same life that Jesus lived as we become consciously aware of our union. So those two scriptures together are life transforming when we do the word and we step in and we just give him time. You know, even even that, you know, ask Holy Spirit in the busyness of our lives, just help me to give you time every day, Lord. You know, and as you, as we do that and we just start there, we begin to tune into the truth of Holy Spirit's presence within us. That's the key to transformation and experience with him. Encounters are not one day, hopefully, we will see God. It's we, it's about looking within. Christ is within. Jesus is the doorway into the realm of the kingdom, right? So I always encourage people, don't, don't look to your external life. Let go of it. Come to shut your world out for a few minutes every day yes, and yes. become very consciously present of your union and then begin to embrace him with your heart's attention and see him like a magnet. You know, he begins to pull the, the, the magnetism, the force of his spirit, his presence within, begins to draw us inwards into the experience of who he is. As we do that, then I use the word. I'll, Psalm 23 is an amazing one. You know, just stay in verse one for a year. You know, yes. Jesus, you are my shepherd. I will not want. Full stop. Mm. You know, period. Like, that's it. So, so there's some of the keys I give to people. It's super simple. It's really simple. This is biblical meditation, right? It's, yes, it yes. just means single focus. Just focus on the person of Jesus. Read the word with your heart's attention on him, listening as well as speaking. Don't let it be an intellectual theological exercise, although there's a place for that study. I love the word of God. But actually what Jesus wants is a relationship with us. And like he says to the disciples, you know, open your heart to me again and revelation light will flood in. So it's all about the posture of the heart, turning in, looking at him. Everything's about for, to facilitate relational connection with him so that we can be transformed in his presence, which is what you were saying. So there are some of the ways that I do. I do that every day. You know, that is yeah. my practice. Or if I find I'm overwhelmed and, you know, running too fast in life or back in my own strength, I just stop, take a moment and spiritually regulate myself this way and reconnect. Yes. So now yes. I have my strength again. Yeah. It's just it's not that hard. No. Anyone can do it. It's like the yes. for children, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. The posture of your heart. Yeah. I love that. All of it. Yes. So we're, we're coming to an end of our time together. And I just have um, one question for you left. And that is, has Jesus been saying anything to you recently that that you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's loads, <laughs> loads <laughs> yeah. of revelation. Yeah. You I, have to go through and pick. Yeah, 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 there's loads. I mean, very much about the governmental um, capacity that he's awakening within each one of us now to be able to walk realizing we are the head not the tail you know we are we have been entrusted with with um with governmental capacity for this planet to to overrule anything that's coming into our lives from the realm of darkness to to decree a thing that they see it all established but i've been seeing it all happening from the place of 
union, heart-to-heart connection with him, everything, the fruitfulness in our life coming from the union with him. And um, I mean, I, I had a profound encounter with Jesus where I was up in heaven. I experienced myself up. And I, I was in the throne with Jesus and I could see thousands and thousands of the, the cloud of witnesses, the family that are in heaven now, and they were sharing and celebrating. And and I said to Jesus, or I thought, and he heard my thoughts, my question to him was, you know, why, why are they celebrating? And he just looked at me and he said, because you are the generation that will live from the throne. Uh. And it was from with him, but it was really understanding authority, really mm. being able to effectively yes. bring freedom rule here. So that, that I've been living that just praying it in, being in agreement that this would be all of our experience in fullness, everything that's the Lord's intending for this time. And then just uh, feeling the grace of Holy Spirit drawing us towards the culmination of the ages, preparing us as a bride without spot, blemish or wrinkle, healing us now, bringing, uh, bringing us out of the impact of trauma in our lives, healing our hearts, purifying us, doing away with dualistic living where we show up as one person and we're yes. you know, hiding another life over here somewhere. And so we're becoming the authentic expression of our original design consistently. And so it's Holy Spirit's work, isn't it, to bring us forth into, you know, into into the fullness of truth and to be made ready, you know, for that moment in all of our future where we're with him face to face forever. And so and we're heading all of history is heading in that direction. So even though there's all the drama and pain and difficult things that are going on in people's lives in the world at large, the Lord's been giving me heaven's perspective. It's like in the middle of it all. The bride is coming forth radiant, revealing Jesus, moving in authority, knowing her relationship, knowing who she is. And that's what heaven's invested in. That's it. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. That is so good. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you, friends, that in the show notes, we're going to put together a list of the online courses, the book. Um, Liz's podcast and soon a television show. We right? just launched it. We just launched it. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Encountering God with Liz, right? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, that's Super so exciting. Excited. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, friends, that I started with Ecclesia, but you don't have to start with Ecclesia Rising. Um, I can't tell you how many copies of Reflecting God I've given away. Anyway, it's in the show notes. And just ask God what he has for you and then and then go there. So to close, can I ask you, can you just pray a little blessing over oh our listeners? God. Yes, it would be oh, thank you. great delight and honor. Yes, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for every one of the family listening right now that they will today experience a different level of your love in their lives. But I thank you that they have been handpicked, chosen before the foundation of the earth to be on earth at this time to belong to you to know your heart oh i just felt jesus heart then um he really is extending an invitation to people today he wants to uh, trust his heart to you he wants to trust his heart to you not for you to just know his heart but he's looking for a place where he can rest his head where he can share the deeper things of his heart and he's saying will you Will you be responsive to my invitation? Will you say yes? Because I want you to to know me, to truly know me. Wow, wow, yes. wow. And so I thank you, Jesus, for 
for each one of my brothers and sisters moving into this this incredible invitation and being graced by you holy spirit to reorder their lives to be able to prioritize their relationship with you jesus in a different way and to understand you and to move in partnership with you beyond their wildest dreams which i know is the desire of your heart thank you for them Lord. thank you for each one thank you for who they are to you amen Liz, thank you thank you so much for sharing with us today this has been a true gift and friends just Go back and listen again and then listen again <laughs> because, oh, to become ever more captivated by Jesus. And may that be true of all of us today. So bless you and thank you. Thank you.